Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in. That's right, a whole new show brought to you by On The Wake Up Radio, titled Fellowship and Freedom. Tuning in to another edition of Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by the good folks over there at On the Wake Up Radio. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And guess what? I'm actually joined by an epic, amazing guest, Brad Burris, the host of the Crush the Opposition podcast, as well as the chapter president for the Proud Boys out here. Brad, my man, how are you? Good. Freedom Faction. Great to be on, man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. I know we are going to have not only a fantastic conversation, but hopefully we're going to wake up some people along the process. So really, my friend, the pleasure is mine. Absolutely. There's a lot of things to a lot of things to say, man. I'm, I'm willing to go wherever you are. So wherever you want to start, well, man. Well, uh, you know, I think let's 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 set a good base, you know, talking about uh, talking about America. I think that's the real reason <laughs> that's that's one of the real reasons you know a lot of people are here so that's one of the reasons I'm here for sure uh yeah. you know a few years ago you wouldn't think that it was important to have like not necessarily radical patriotism or anything of that nature but a few years ago it wasn't considered taboo to care about your country to care about your family your legacy or anything what are your thoughts Brad why do you think we've gotten well, to the point where it's a bad thing to be to be american uh, it, they really have turned it into a bad thing to be American. And uh, I think this is probably the first time in American history where if you support the seated president, people accuse you of being a foreign influencer or a uh, a racist or, uh, I mean, any number of, of things they want to call you. And all you're doing is supporting a lawfully elected president. But, I mean, those are the times we live in. That's pretty crazy. I don't know how it cascaded down uh you know, I guess just the slow creep of incrementalism, but here we are. We're we're on the verge of full-blown Marxism in America, and uh, half the population seems to be buying it. It's uh, it's pretty alarming, you know. So, I'm glad you brought that up because we're we're going to be talking a lot about Marxism, the Fabian socialists, uh, what 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 is considered the modern day left, and how, if you ask me, a lot of these people have been radicalized uh, and and conditioned to believe a certain narrative that's being pushed by the mainstream media. So I'm very glad you're talking about the Marxism. You know, recently Trump got exonerated from this whole Russian collusion uh, hoax that was perpetrated on America for two years. Right. For two right, right. for two whole years, they basically put our entire country to the brink, about to have like a war with Russia over over false accusations. Now, right. whatever, whatever, just so we can have all this like on the on the record, whenever Trump made that announcement that he was exonerated or that the announcement was made at that same time he was hosting Benjamin Netanyahu. Now I just think that's, you know, symbolic symbolic of he's saying, I don't necessarily work with Russia. I'm working with the state of Israel, but people, people right, don't, right. people don't hear that. What they hear is, well, we want him to work with Russia so we can be right. You have people that are doubling down on a delusion that has radically incite that, that has, that is, 
it's radicalized them to a point of, of, of delusion. They called it Trump derangement syndrome, but now they're just right. like dis- they're, they're disassociative. It's crazy. Well, uh, that's um, that's one of the characteristics of the left. When they get caught doing something, when a person they're accusing gets exonerated, or um, when they're finally on the chopping block, like Adam Schiff is, for instance, he's uh, his colleagues are calling for his resignation on the Senate Intel Committee. And uh, what you'll see these people do, they don't back off when they're caught, when it's finally, when the game is over, they pretend that it's not. And in fact, they double down. You see that with Adam Schiff. You know, the entire committee calls for his resignation. And instead of saying, oh, you know, I made a mistake, maybe I should step down, he's just doubling down on his accusations of Russian collusion. The same thing with uh, Jesse Smollett. Um, What happens is they get caught, they're they're in a blatant lie and um you know people are trying to gloss over this jesse smollett thing as if it's no big deal the guy tried to start a race war in america that's a pretty serious deal and um the same the same characteristic comes out of him he's caught the chicago police department buzz him they do a thorough investigation they find out he sent the letter to himself uh he paid off the nigerian brothers to pretend to be uh white MAGA supporters to beat him up in Chicago just to stir the bees hive. And when he gets caught, instead of backing off and slinking away, he has doubled down. And he's him and his lawyer are now demanding apologies for something that never happened. And uh, it's it's the hubris of these people um, on the left. And it's uh, it happens on the right a little bit, too. But at this point in history, it's... it's uh, it's a major problem on the left, and it's incredibly noticeable if you just read the headlines, you know. Well, it's like we're, we're literally dealing with people who are delusional. Right. Like delusional schizophrenics who, who refuse to, like, it's like if you caught a kid with his head in a cookie jar, you know, you, you discipline the kid, you'd say, no more cookies for you. These kids think that we're the problem. Right. They, it's like they think that we're the issue, that we're the ones for, we sh- like, we shouldn't condemn them, like, we shouldn't call them out. Like, we shouldn't expose the lies, the deception, and the manipulation that they're doing. And, and, and in doing that, they're deluding themselves and creating this kind of this, this psychosis where everybody's, everybody's against me. I'm, all, I'm always right. And in a weird way, yeah, that's absolutely. This, authoritarian, this authoritarian disassociation. It's, it's dangerous. Yeah, it really does. And uh, I, I got to say, in a way, a lot of it is our fault because we've allowed this behavior this behavior can't come up unless we are sitting alongside and enabling it and letting it happen. And uh, nobody gets in trouble for these things. He was facing 16 felony counts, but because he has connections through Kim Fox, who has connections through to Michelle Obama uh, and uh, the SPLC and organizations like that, the fact that he is well connected, 16 felony charges were dropped i mean that's pretty significant that's another historical thing and uh it it illustrates the hubris of these people it's beyond arrogance it's um it's self-destructive uh self-destructive self-confidence it's it's really incredible to watch and it's uh it's sad to watch western civilization travel down this path when we can be so much greater in so many other ways you know we're stuck doing things like this so it's uh we're in an interesting time Right. I truly agree. I feel like we have, you know, uh, the other the other awesome part, you know, about what else Brad does is he's a painter, you know, and so I'm 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 not autistic, but artistic, 
You know, I like to, I like <laughs> to sketch a little bit. I like to do a little bit of writing. I like to work with a little bit of music. But we could be we could be doing this together. We could be working on music. We could be painting. We could be creating. We could be sculpting. We could be building. But instead, we're having to dedicate our time and resources to exposing the, the lies and the manipulation that obstructs even the creative energy from flowing into the world. I feel like that's what's dangerous about it. Is is we live in beautiful times. I think everybody can everybody can see that. But what's happening is you have this this runaway runaway media with a corrupt government gaslighting all this behavior and instead of us actually being able to take this time use this this beautiful moment that we are in to try to get ourselves out of this this predicament we find ourselves in like you just said they're doubling down there's so much that could be learned from actually like apologizing there's growth that could occur you know there's there's changes that could be made system-wide from just saying we screwed up but rather than doing so they are they're 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 doubling down. They're getting cozy right. in bed with the devil. Exactly. And it's getting dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, America, we decided to be, we decided to stay the shining city on the hill in 2016. If you notice, basically all the other countries on Earth, uh, minus five or six, uh, some of the smaller, you know, some of the smaller countries, uh, they've all basically signed on to the New World Order. They have the European Union. Yes. Um, they they have the trilateral commission, et cetera, et cetera. But America decided to stay America. We didn't go along with the North American Union. Um, we decided to stay the shining city on the hill, and we did that by electing Donald Trump, love him or hate him. Um, he 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 was a, a symbol of us saying no. You know, we the false song of globalism. You know, we don't sing that anymore, like he said, and. Um, that was yes. That, it, this is really this is really our chance for a new renaissance, and um, I'm glad you bring up art because that is what really separates Western society from uh, the third world and from other undeveloped countries and from war torn countries. We're late, we have such peaceful conditions and we have such a high standard of living that we can spend our time creating art and uh, creating uh, aesthetic beauty around us and really enriching each other's lives with our individual talents, we have a chance to do that. Uh, Instead, we have decided to go after each other, and now we're at each other's throats. And uh, I think, you know, you would probably agree that that we're in the middle of a, uh, a culture war here in America. Thank God it hasn't turned to a hot war, even though it's tried a couple of times. Um, we're choosing to waste our time doing that when we can be going to the stars with architecture and art and uh, science and, and mathematics and everything that has made Western society great. You know, our philosophies and our philosophers of old are, we have such a rich culture and we're choosing to ignore all that. We're choosing to go backwards. Um, it's funny that these people call themselves progressives because what I see is, a whole lot of people regressing, going backwards. Uh, yep. So it's kind of frustrating to watch. You know, it's uh, we we have a real chance. We we said no to to the new world order, and we have a real chance to really turn things around and make America great again, like he says. You know, and um, I don't know. We we can go I, there. We'll we'll see what's uh, we'll see what happens. That's why I legit like get fired up whenever people say like America was never great. America sucks, and all this other stuff. It's like, can you imagine? shitting on your roots like that can you imagine looking at your history selectively finding one piece of it and saying i hate my life because of this instance imagine the level of like 
of psychosis that that person has inflicted upon themselves. It's it's crazy. Right, right. right I'm like, you look at, uh, you can look at our history. The idea of any, like, oh my, oh, and we we, we uh, need to calm down because I'm getting fired up. We were talking about <laughs> this the you. other day. Uh, even with what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said oh, about terminating your entire legacy, think about the sheer evil and wickedness behind just that 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 idea alone. And you now it really is just, just take just take it into like the, the the country, you know, your roots, your history, your nation, things like that. Now they're literally saying it's bad to have that. It's bad to have roots. It's bad to have history. It's bad to have culture. It's bad to even add on to it. That's why I'm glad that you're talking about the culture right. war because that's the other side of the renaissance they see that there's beautiful things happening within the country around the world because there's a certain time frame that we're in uh i, I feel like there's a spiritual aspect to it stuff the spirit of god's being poured out to us and so they're using all of these other things to distract us they're, they're using right. politics they're using race they're using uh, uh collapsing religions and all this other stuff to distract us instead of us allowing uh allowing this creative energy to be working through us you know, you, right, you, you yeah. said the false song, the false song of globalism, right? This right. is these people are so sophisticated with how how far back uh, the agenda for control goes. I mean, the American agenda. You can even look at things like Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, uh, Agenda 2050, and all of these different types of things. But we said no to that. This is our one chance to try to to to, to, to try and show that this is dangerous, and what they are trying to offer us is is unilateral enslavement under the guise of saving the earth. Think about how That's how absolutely deceptive and manipulative it is. Right, absolutely. It's I mean, deception that, and manipulative. I mean, that is really it is really spot on. And when you say, oh, we're we're not allowed to uh uh we, we can't celebrate our culture, we can't be proud, we can't um we can't have a lineage, we can't that only applies to Americans. When when AOC talks about that, she's specifically talking about American citizens aren't allowed to carry on their lineage. Um, she, I'm sure she celebrates the fact that Americans have, uh, on average, 1.9 children per couple, which isn't replacement. You need at least what 2.1 or 2.3 for replacement, and uh, we're we're now in decline as Americans. Meanwhile, our borders are completely wide open, and uh, we are getting armies of third worlders into our country who have an average on four or five children. Uh, per couple. So what ends up happening is um, the fact that we said no to them upsets them so much. They realize that we're not going to swallow that pill. So their solution is to simply replace us with people that will swallow that pill. And when I say armies that are uh, approaching our border, I don't mean that they're armed and they're coming in uh, as, uh, you know, a ground invasion, but they're coming in with their votes. There are places Wep in California weaponized now third worlders. Absolutely. That's what it is. They come in with their votes and um, they realize that we're not going to vote the way they want to. So they're bringing in people who will because they can create a permanent underclass of impoverished, illiterate people yep. who can never crawl out of the crab bucket, so to speak. So that's they, they have their serfdom. They finally have their feudalistic dream, you know, and they push all this through feminism and the emasculation of men. And uh, that's why it's so important to have these men's groups like the Proud Boys, uh, because we get together and we, we cheer each other on while, you know, you want to turn on the TV. All you have is sitcoms that bash men, commercials that bash men. You know, uh, you, you can't get away from it. And so you're browbeaten all day 
And then you finally get around some like-minded men where you're allowed to be yourself. And it truly is refreshing to your spirit. And you can get on and you can, you can be a strong man for the rest of the week. You know, you can enjoy your life the way you were meant to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, it's important to have these fraternal organizations because it really developing these interpersonal relationships among each other is how we fight this whole thing, in my opinion. So I definitely, I definitely want to get into like the proud boys, the brotherhood stuff and all that like right. later on, because it is, it's entirely you're on, you're spot on. You're 1000% accurate. This is, this is why it's important. This is what this type, this is what this show basically represents the idea of having like fellowship, being able to have like the serious conversations about what's going on, but people need to start having these conversations in their local areas because they need to see the different types of things that are taking place. Like when we're over here talking about uh, weaponized third worlders, we're in New Mexico. We are over here on the border. We see what actually happens. People that live in middle America, people that live over there on the coast, they don't understand it. We're right here. Exactly. So we have a whole different perspective. And that's why we're a lot more, a lot more focused than a, than, a, than a lot of other people. And to clarify that as well, you know, we have two more migrant caravans coming, some that are actually from Honduras, Mexico's allowing Oof. them to come straight through. I'm actually wondering, right. you know, how long is it until we actually start having people expatriate from Venezuela here? You see, that's yeah, the other I'm... time bomb that people don't want to think about. But this is when, when we're saying all these types of things, this is what we mean by like things such as Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the idea of weaponizing uh, the third world so that they could have a permanent working class. Just the other week, Nancy Pelosi talked about lowering the voting age to 16. And, and, and think about it. They are they literally do not want uh, high high volume information voters. It's always low information voters that vote a certain way. People like ourselves who who can connect all the dots, who don't want the government in our pocket, who literally want liberty and freedom for everyone. They that's an idea that most people who do not consume information, knowledge, or even implement those types of things they can't comprehend it. They think of freedom only offered to them as only offered through the government, and that's what's dangerous about all of this. You have these radical, dis delusional, authoritarian people carrying out some of the craziest political stuff we have seen in such a, in, in, in modern history, and they're creating this this state of lawlessness to to allow all of these 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 new voters to come in and basically change the country. We were talking about this before before we actually started the show. Uh, if we do not keep fighting if we do not keep trying to inform if we do not keep trying to educate people communism and socialism will be in our country within two generations if that right absolutely and uh you know like i like i said to you before we started the show uh, for some reason these uh the cultural marxism is concentrated on the coasts and you're right in the sense that they don't see what it's like here in middle america or if you're on a border state um, there's a reason that Arizona is is particularly conservative about their borders. There's a reason we used to be at some point. There's a reason Texas is, because we're the ones who are directly affected by that. A lot of the coastal people, they don't see that. They, A lot of the coastal elites almost have an ethno state up there. You know, they hardly have any diversity, but they want to preach to us about how important it is to accept diversity. Yet they come from neighborhoods that are predominantly one color. So uh, it's funny that they dismiss what we're down here actually here actually uh, dealing with all the diversity that's around. Um, and uh, you, you know the the other thing too is that 
with uh, it's it's academics as well. These, these kids in these in our colleges, they're not being taught a whole lot of arithmetic and English anymore. They're being taught a whole lot of cultural Marxism and how to be a feminist and how to uh, how to marginalize men and how to divide each other up into uh, categories and how to have uh, you know it's it's just divisiveness. They learn how to be divisive. They're learning how to kick up a civil war in college. That's basically all college is now, is how, you know, come with us, we'll teach you how to be a cultural Marxist. And, uh, it's radical, in, it's radical indoctrination centers. It, right. They it's truly are radical indoctrinations. Well, you, it, whenever you're not allowed to, whenever you're not allowed to express a alternative, an alternate viewpoint without it being openly discussed or you guys can really get in depth about it, whenever you're having a certain ideology put onto a pedestal while you are actively smothering other ones, that is, that's authoritarian. That's indoctrination. Right. That's, that's not academia where you're, where you're exploring different ideas, where you're taking on different viewpoints, where you're actually truly liberal and you're very curious about all of these other things. But people don't think about that. What they're doing now, and this is the reverse psychology of how crazy uh, uh, all of this type of stuff is, they're, 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 this indoctrination program is so massive and laid on that it's, it's, it's affected culture, it's affected businesses. I mean, if you say the wrong thing these days because you're not abiding by whatever, whatever, whatever yeah, is culturally relevant at it's that a, time, you're going to be, you're to be chastised. Like think about the lunacy of that. How are we going to know yeah, what's appropriate um, if they change it every other day? I think, I think so many of us have actually lost interpersonal relationships over the last two or three years. It doesn't just affect business and the economy. Um, you know, I came out and I decided to support Donald Trump, much at the behest of many friends and family. Uh, those people exited my life. You know, that's how deep seated this whole thing goes. It affects your interpersonal relationships. It'll it, it negatively affects you on a spiritual level because you start to think, oh, geez, am I really wrong about this? But you look further. You, you, if go ahead. Uh, my question then, you know, because I, we, I think everybody has experienced this. Uh, for the record, you know, I've, I've always been, I've not entirely supported Donald Trump. I've always been cautious, to be honest. I don't right. really uh, support either party. I just expose the left, white, the left, uh, right paradigm. But you know, my right. question is, is it's not necessarily Donald Trump that people are getting mad about. Is it the idea of making America great again? Like, I think there's so many different psychological questions to ask of why somebody would like openly shut down the idea of doing anything good or at least trying to rally behind this idea of making things better that it's it's crazy to see people shoot themselves in the foot like that's that's yeah. where I have I guess that 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 uh, that confusion or that that uh, that question it's like do you actually hate yeah, Donald no, Trump um... do you hate America do you hate the idea of making America great again like what is it precisely about his whole thing that, 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 that creates this level of chaos and, and fury within someone. Right. Uh, in my theory, what happened, uh, Donald Trump is an outsider. You know, like I said, uh, love the guy or hate the guy or criticize the guy or whatever. The fact of the matter is he's not a Washington insider. Um, he's a real estate mogul uh, and a reality TV show star. So, uh, they didn't expect him to get in there, and he's never really been part of the elite. Um, the fact that they got so upset over his election really exposed the fact of how closed of a circle they've had for so many generations and how tight-knit yes. they were and how, and how close to royalty 
um, our our government was getting the nepotism and the the inner circles and the inside trading in the economy. You know, they have these these tight little elite circles. And Donald Trump is a uh, he's a wrench in the gears. Love the guy or hate the guy. His, you know, you can even question his policies if you want. But he's definitely an outsider. And uh, and I think that's what upsets people the most. And so what happened is, is those elite groups got upset about that. And uh, their ideas, they, they fed talking points to the media to upset all the millennials and start Antifa and, oh, America's fascist now and America's racist now. And uh, and so that that's my theory on why they hate him so much. It's just television indoctrination. It's uh, it's it's they're told to and they they pat each other on the back when they do it. So what what ends up happening is you have a negative feedback loop between the elite and the beehive they're stirring up, and now regular Americans are are being targeted for that, and uh, interpersonal relationships are destroyed among each other because one side buys it and the other side doesn't. Um, so I want to speak I mean, on that's, real that's quick uh, on some of the nepotism, you know, and this is this is important. The American royalty that's in that's that's growing up in politics. You know, I recently right. spoke about Nancy Pelosi right there. Also in California, yeah. she has her nephew, Gavin Newsom. He, he's now he's now the new governor there. Okay. And so what happens when we start having people passing the power and keeping it within themselves? That's another thing that I, I don't think a lot of people think about when we're when we're talking about these controlling elites and these oligarchs, these nepotists, they're literally trying to concentrate the power within them. People like Donald Trump, this is Love him or hate him, he's exposing the system, and he's getting people excited about politics and getting involved and asking the right kinds of questions. And that's, that's the type of stuff that I can get behind. I support it because a few, four, a few years ago, people really didn't even care. People, people just kind of you know, shut stuff down. They didn't look into it. They didn't research things. They didn't take it serious. But now that you have somebody like Donald Trump in office, he's, he's, he's stirring the pot. He's getting, people, he's getting people excited, and I think that's right. The, the other aspect that I appreciate about a lot of this is people are starting to ask themselves the harder questions about what they truly believe in rather than having uh, uh, their, their, their ideas foisted upon them. And so maybe because I was involved in stuff before uh, politics became this serious, I already had like a, an awareness of where this was going. It seems like people who are actively getting involved now, you know, they say, oh, Donald Trump's a Nazi. Oh, they, they parrot they pair at talking points that they've heard and not actually doing the research. So when we start talking about people who are, who are heavily invested in this now, to a degree, we're talking about how they've, how they have taken uh, Democrat money. They've taken money from people like Hillary Clinton, George Soros, all the, all of these other mainstream people who have steadily taken the time to influence uh, this next, this current generation of voters the next generation of voters and, 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 and you see them pushing for the for the for the generation after that so like as a right absolutely as a, um that, uh, as a layman's person know, Donald, yeah no uh donald trump is a he's the wrench in the gears that we needed we're, we were headed off a cliff basically and uh who cares if the wrench is rusty or what brand the wrench is or the wrenches color the the wrenches hair is you know we needed to get that in there to stop from going off the cliff so orange know, orange man thank, bad thank god we had that <laughs> yeah orange wrench in the gears <laughs> so, but uh, you but know think about what, it that's, that's that NPC. but yeah you're yeah. right this is 
we we needed that moment to shine a light because there are people like us already aware of like how corrupt the government is. Donald Trump is a manifestation of that. We're allowed to say, hey, look, look at all the crazy things that are going on surrounding him. This is what we're telling you about. This is why we're trying to point it out. You need to see how this all connects. And I think people who, who you have people who are slowly starting to catch on, thank the Lord, who are actually seeing, you know, things like globalism, things like this cultural Marxism, the Fabian socialism. You see people who are slowly catching on and waking up to this. And on the other side, you have people who are saying, you know what? Let's burn America down. I don't I don't I yeah. don't want to appreciate it. I don't want to love it. You know, America sucks. Orange man bad. Right. And I uh I, I myself, I have a my, my particular ideology is, is pretty much I'm a right leaning libertarian. I always kind of have been, but I've I've always sided with whatever side is being more reasonable at the time. You know, when uh, the Republicans were going crazy during the George Bush era and launching a million wars that never ended and dropping bombs that, you know, I was against the Republicans back then uh, because the other side seemed more reasonable. And yep. this time around, I, I cannot be on the side of the left. The, the left left me. You know, they've uh, they've gone off the rails completely into this cultural Marxism world. You got AOC telling us that we're not allowed to use combustion engines anymore and uh, that, uh, you know, we're going to have a completely renewable energy economy in 10 years. And we're going to knock down every building and rebuild it so that it can be environmentally friendly. I mean, these are psychotic ideas. This is not, you know, she, she likes to talk about how big of an idea it is and how, oh, this is the, the green. It's basically what Woodrow Wilson did. It's like, no, it's, it's way beyond that. What you're demanding is crazy. And guess what? Mao has already tried it. Pol Pot has already oh, tried man. it. Uh, Joseph Stalin has already tried it. Maduro in uh, Venezuela has already tried it. I mean, yeah, uh, socialism and communism like that, that brand has been attempted 32 times and i think there's maybe two communist states that are actually viable still standing which would be china and uh, who knows maybe maybe two or three other ones but i mean it's been tried innumerable times and it's failed and they're still trying to push it why can't we enjoy what's what's worked america was built on free market capitalism being able to pit ideas against each other in a free market and see which idea wins out that's what has built us up into this uh, massive prosperity where we have the highest standard of living on earth. And these people just want to browbeat America and tell us that we're so bad. Meanwhile, everyone wants to come here. So which is it? Uh, are we right. so bad? Uh, but everyone sure wants to be here. So what really is the situation? You know what I'm asking? It's, uh, it's crazy. I'll tell you what else is crazy. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be with Brad Burris. That's right, the chapter president of the New Mexico Proud Boys and the host of the Crusty Opposition podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. 
realized that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Those lies and share truth. This Freedom Faction, out. And we are back. That's right. I hope you liked that first segment. We got a lot more coming your way. Brad, my man, if you could tell the audience about your podcast and where they can find it real quick before we get into some more good stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You can find my podcast at cto.media. I'm the host of Crush the Opposition. We uh, do a podcast every Friday night, and we have one out. Um, to check that out. You can also find me and check that out. You can also find me uh, at bradleyburris.com. It's being built right now. Um, you can find my art there as well if you're into that. So. And you said your podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, uh, major, yep. podcast, major podcasting platforms. Yeah. Absolutely. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, we have an RSS feed up. Um, and if you want to just uh, stream through the browser, you can do that as well at cto.media. That's what I'd like to hear. We will definitely get those in the, in, get those links in the description bar below. Uh, powerful man. I hope you guys understand why we have him on. Uh, during the break, <laughs> we were, I, you know, we talk about this type of stuff. We, we clearly this is all coming from like a place of compassion. Uh, you know, I had to tell Brad because we're, we're, I wanted to get in some of this migrant caravan stuff, how it ties into uh, this global push for socialism and global communism, all this other stuff. But when we're talking about migrants, sometimes we have to say we're not racist. We're thinking about the conditions that they are in. We're thinking about our current conditions, how their addition to our current conditions is going to change things. And, and for some strange reason, we're in a time period now to where that's racist to think that way, to, to talk about this type of stuff. So we have literally been conditioned or mind-controlled to reject information and approach certain topics simply because it could be what? Controversial for people that don't want to think? Like, that's, that's crazy. Right, yeah. I mean, we're, we have been conditioned to be incredibly apprehensive about talking about this, but really it's, it's an economic issue and it's a property rights issue. And it's a, a constitutional issue more than it is a race issue. I think race would probably be at the bottom um, of what's important over the this. Uh, you would you know, think uh, when we talk about this topic, yeah, you would think, oh, what does race have to do with um, illegals crossing the border? Um, if it was predominantly white people doing it, I would still feel the exact same way. Uh, so, I mean, to me, the race issue, uh, the race factor when we're talking about immigration is probably the last thing on my mind. What's on top of, of my mind is the economic strain this is putting on us, what the cultural strain is going to put on us, because these people are coming here and they're not assimilating. We're assimilating to them. OK, they're changing us when they come. Yes. here. We're not changing them when they come here. And um, that you can't have a culture that predominantly supports Sharia law coming into your country because they are not going to support your constitution. They cannot appreciate the nuances of a constitutional republic. They know what they know, and they're not being told that they have to assimilate. No one is demanding that they become one of us when they come here. Um, the reason that we're so great is because we are who we are. And if that changes, you're going to see us you know, slowly begin to look like the rest of the world. 
um, just in a couple of generations, like I said, Americans are not having children anymore, but the migrants who come here are absolutely having children. So, I mean, within a couple of generations, we could have full-blown Marxism or full-blown Islamo-fascism. Uh, if, if we're not careful, we really have to look out for, for what's happening here. What's happening at the border is not okay. They're trying to say that it's a, a manufactured crisis, and it drives me crazy because you can look at the numbers. We're getting upwards of 100,000 illegal immigrants crossing the border every month now. That adds up. I mean, that is an insane amount of people, and they're trying to act like this is a constant, uh, I'm sorry, a manufactured crisis when it's clearly not manufactured. Those are numbers. The numbers are not manufactured. Um, that's coming from our own government agencies. So, and what's uh, crazy, too, is, is that people look into like how these migrants are getting here, the funding, the traveling, the food. This is a full program. Like This is a full this, this, this isn't just them hearing from somebody else, hey, we should go to America. This is like a full, legitimate program that they're rolling out. And whenever right, he's saying uh, they're not assimilating to, like, America's values, he's right because they're, they're – think about it. Think about, like, people who, who, who migrate here who, who migrate here legally. They go through the process. They learn about American culture, American history. They know more about our own history than most modern-day Americans. They know the president is part of them having to assimilate. But the idea behind what's happening now is to literally overload the process to where people do not assimilate, to where they do bring their culture here, and we assimilate to them bringing their culture here. This is this is why California looks the way it does. This is why Seattle looks the way it does. This is why the coastal areas, and slowly middle America as well, is beginning the way the, to look the way that it does. And the whole right. idea behind this is to literally level the playing field. Uh, we were talking about in the first segment things like American exceptionalism, rugged individualism. This is what this is what built America. They don't want that these days. They want people that are victimized. They want people that are impoverished. They want people uh, uh, not informed. They don't they they don't want that. They don't want people lifting themselves up by the bootstraps. They want people putting their hands out, saying, "Hey, where's my free handout? I want to be a serf of the state." That's the dangerous part. They're not assimilating to saying, "Hey, I want to be." I want to I want to build a future for myself. They're saying, "Hey, I came here. I followed those orders. Where's that future you promised?" Right, and you got to understand these aren't the Ellis Island immigrants of old, you know, who came here legally. These are people who are are coming in here with no no forethought of what they're what they're planning on doing, other than taking advantage of the welfare state or uh, you know sending their paychecks to an. To Mexico, and I mean we're up we're up somewhere uh, something like a five hundred billion dollar deficit between us and Mexico every year. I mean that is an immaculate amount of money. That is crazy to think that we're losing that much money, and um, it, it is due in large part because of illegal immigration. And um, I do, I do want to speak to the fact of perpetual victimhood that you that you brought up. I'd like to speak to that because um, we're to me. That is a result of a we're, we're becoming increasingly feminized. And let me preface this with saying, obviously, yes. I have a lot of women in my life who I absolutely love and I absolutely respect. And uh, but I have to say they're becoming a smaller and smaller margin as I'm watching this thing unfold, because you have along with that cultural Marxism in college, you're also having uh, we're, we're being feminized. And you can see this in in strange things yes. like drag t drag queen story hour in all these local libraries 
who's who's responsible for that concerted effort? How did that pop up all over the country all of a sudden? And things like that. And uh, w- the result is you're losing your warrior class of men. And it's it becomes increasingly easier to take over a society when the warrior class lays down. And if they can get us to do that voluntarily through brainwash or through cultural Marxism or through feminism or whatever... Uh, they're going to do it. And the goal of all that is to really wipe out real manhood, uh, which is to be a protective defender of the things that you care about and love. And they're teaching men not to do that anymore. They're emasculating us and teaching us that we need to be self-centered and not have children and not love women anymore. And uh, and that's that's all done through feminism. And, you know, I, I really, truly feel bad for the women that are going down this path because they're going to find themselves with no interpersonal relationships later on in life. And uh, how many men are going to find themselves without interpersonal relationships later on in life because they bought it. Um, And to me, again, it goes back. That's the importance of having a brotherhood and having being alongside like-minded men where you can say what you want to say and be who you are. And no one's going to shame you for it. Um, You know, a lot of us, we've been, Exactly. That's that's what it comes down to. No cuckoldry. <laughs> we've we've accepted and adopted the culture <laughs> of of uh, total cucking and and laying down and being trampled and uh, you know some of them enjoy it. A, a lot of the left are masochistic people and they really enjoy being dominated. It's a weird cultural thing and it really shows up in their politics. The feminization, you know, the, the feminization, it's got to stop because that's, I mean, that is just through the roof outrageous. And uh, to me, that's the number one issue is the feminization of our society, because the goal is to get rid of the warrior class to where America is only as strong as its toughest woman. And I'm sorry, I, I am a, a gender realist in the sense that I believe in X, Y chromosomes, and I believe in biological differences between men and women. And I believe that we have unique traits that make us very different from each other, but no less valuable and to completely shift everything so that one side falls off the map. uh, We're going to be open for total invasion and we will have a very, very weak country. You didn't want to go to Baskin Robbins and check out the 31 different genders. (laughs) It's uh, it's actually, it's 57 now. All right. It's 57 bigot. Just kidding. Oh, oh, wow. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just a low information bigot. I thought it was right, 31. Right. I'm, I'm not open-minded enough. <laughs> right. You're you're going to get a knock on the door from the police. You know, that's happening in the UK and in Europe now. If you, uh, they call it dead name. If you tweet. You accidentally, yeah. If you, if you call a transgender person by their birth name and not by their new uh, magical pretend fairyland name, then you will get a knock on the door from the police. You know, meanwhile. It literally ties into what. This literally ties yeah, into what we were saying. Attacks the are up, the show. right, 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 right. With, with this is that delusional. This is them dead naming. I, whenever I started hearing about that, that was probably some of the craziest stuff I had ever heard. It's like you're going to get in trouble for calling this person their their real name. That's dangerous. These people have literally broken off from who they were before and become something else entirely. They want us to believe in a fantasy that could change at any moment. This is what I keep trying to like allude to with the illusion, uh, with with the delusional mentality, uh, this this disassociative nature that they seem to have, uh, the lunacy that we're that we're being forced 
to deal with. Like there's so many different things that you that you went over. Uh, you know, with the per, with the perpetual victimhood, you know, the destruction of the nuclear family, the feminization of of, of the men, uh, the emasculation of the men. You know, removing sports, uh, removing all removing challenge essentially from like life, removing adversity from like all kinds of different things. You know, pussifying the population. Call it whatever you want because it's the truth and people can see it. You know, we could talk about the fluoride that's in the water, the lead that's over there in Flint what they're spraying us as far as like the chemtrails, the GMOs, and things like this. What we're essentially talking about now is the culture war. This is the, socio, the socio-political culture war that they're pushing onto us. So whenever they're saying, no, you're not allowed, you're, you're not allowed to have culture, you're not allowed to have history, uh, you're not allowed to have boxing, you're not allowed to have fighting, you're not allowed, allowed to have civil discourse, uh, you're not allowed to have any of these types of things that refine you, because that's what it is, that's what ad- adversity is, it's that iron sharpening iron. Nope. They want to pussify you. They want to put you in a state of pacification to where you don't understand that you have that drive in you. Like, and we were talking about this beforehand, alluding to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, her trying to tell us to stop having kids. Think about how the mindset of these people is to literally distort and manipulate everything that is natural. They are literally acting from a state of, 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 of unnatural, chaotic, I don't even know what you would call it. I want to speak on yeah. this, and I want to get your opinion on a few more things. How can how can somebody literally be? Uh, how could somebody have so little willpower to think for themselves, so that they literally listen to a TV, a a, a manufactured person like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, whoever answers the casting call and does it the best? How could somebody have that weak of a mental fortitude to allow themselves? to essentially like destroy their lineage. Like think about the parents that take their kids to this drag queen story time. Think about the, think about the mindset of, of allowing your child to take hormone replacement, uh, to, to go through gender reassignment treatment to say, you know what, Billy, you're right. You're Becky. Think about like the mindset of that. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I truly think that's insanity. You know, to me, uh, I, I like what you alluded to earlier because not you know you have the cultural aspect of I, I call I call it the cultural castration on my show. It's 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 cultural castration. So you, you're getting bombarded with propaganda about how you're not a man and how worthless men are and uh, don't bother having a family, etc. But you double that with the chemical castration of the fluoride in the water and uh, the chemicals in the food yes. and. Uh, your, your your thyroid and your pineal gland, you, I mean, you're just attacked chemically on top of all that. So it's this it's this this double whammy of chemical and cultural castration. And you after you implement something like that, you basically have a a manless culture. You have a culture that's void of masculinity completely. And really, we, that's what they, they got us wearing. That's the goal, right? They got us wearing skinny jeans. They got, you know, guys over in, I think man buns look cool if you're a samurai. You know, they got us over <laughs> here wearing eyeliner. They got us over here getting mani petties. Uh, you know, I'm just like, I get having proper hygiene, but it gets to a point to where some of these men are straight acting like females. And then, like you said, right, again, with the cultural, the cultural castration, you have them basically prostrating themselves not only to the, to the state, but it becomes this, this weird, not even testosterone-driven thing. It's an ego-pride-driven thing to where you're trying to look better uh, than another man when you shouldn't even be trying to look better than another man. You should be trying to make your your, right. your woman look good. 
But that's exactly. the craziness and of it all. That's um, that's part of it too. Is the uh, we we've been trained to think like women in the sense of we need to you know self love, self care, and uh, you know the men start doing that too. And pretty much all you have is an entire culture who's obsessed with self love and self care. You see it on social media every day. Someone is talking about how into themselves they are and how you have to love yourself first. And uh, I'd like to remind everyone that the first tenet of LeVayan Satanism is to focus on yourself. You are the center of the world. You are the center of the universe. You're important. Me, me, me. And uh, I think part of it is a, a, you know, our generation is largely fatherless, unfortunately, which is really sad. A lot of us, uh, a lot of us didn't have dads growing up. Um, and a lot of us didn't have a strong male figure to say, no, no, a man doesn't act like that, son. That's ridiculous. Stop acting like that. We're, we're raised predominantly by women who they often try their best, but more often than not, um, a male child comes out either extremely effeminate or very, very narcissistic and barbaric is yes. the two patterns that I've, I've noticed the most because um, the there's no discipline there. Uh, the child does not grow up. Uh, with the fear of consequences in a fatherless household. Um, and at the same time, they're taught, you know, a, a mother's nature is to nurture. Again, um, you know, I'm a gender realist. I think women are excellent nurturers. A father does, can't nurture a child the way a mother can, in all honesty. So you have the mother nurturing yes. the child and teaching this child, you're you're the best. You should be proud of yourself. You're the best. Uh and in a nuclear household, you have the father saying, yeah, son, uh, your mother's very proud of you. But guess what? There's a whole world out there that will kick your ass. And I'm here to talk to you about that and get you ready for <laughs> it be- be- because the the world doesn't care. The world doesn't, you know, the world doesn't think of you the way your mom thinks of you. And so what happens is we have an entire generation of narcissistic men who are focused on fashion and fiction and they're they're into video games at 30 years old, and they're they would rather uh, stick around and and LARP for 10 years instead of cultivating a family and cultivating a, a intellect and building and creating and starting a business and uh, doing the things that men like to do. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up boxing because that is my favorite sport. I I'm uh, absolutely an uh, an enthusiast of boxing. I love pugilism. I love its history, and I love um, I love American boxing. I, I truly think it's the greatest sport of all time. And it's, you know, it's um, a lot of us have MMA now, but I still I still prefer American boxing because that's just two men going and uh, going the rules and, uh, at, you know, as best they can. And uh, that's something we can't lose. You know, men used to uh, we, we used to resolve our issues like that in the, in the masculine society. You know, people wouldn't get away with doxing each other. You wouldn't get away with calling someone's employer and telling their employer that, uh, oh, well, your employee uh, supported Donald Trump, so they're a white supremacist and getting them fired. That kind of thing wouldn't fly in a masculine society because you're likely to catch a serious beatdown. So, you know, not to advocate violence, but there's something to be said about trying to be masculine within this feminine society. Um, And uh, it really is... uh, Again, it, it all comes down to the conspiracy to wipe out the warrior class in America, in my opinion. I agree. You know, it's, it's the idea that they literally do not want you to dig deep, realize that you have that you have problems like this, what they call what they call toxic masculinity. If you ask me, is just justice. 
you see it's whenever it's actually it's proper it's proper love you know not this uh not this fake love not like this rainbow that's being put out there no it's 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 fatherly discerning love that they call uh toxic masculinity it's because you're right there's some things that a man will not allow to happen because we see what happens if you let that type of behavior perpetuate but people don't want to be called out on the behavior that they're pe- but they're perpetuating like you, you you said people calling people and doxing them or swatting them and stuff like that that's like some chicken neck cowardly stuff because it's anonymous and you have people who like to do that who 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 don't have that kind of fellowship, who don't have that kind of brotherhood, that kind of partnership, that kind of uh, connection to the deeper human experience, right, of just being basically a man and saying, I'm proud to be a man, look at my wife, you know, and, and doing that. Absolutely. We somehow lost it. Absolutely. They want, to, they want to be proud of the gamer score, right? They want to be proud of, of, of the latest game that's coming out. They want to have uh, uh, pride in, in all these things that don't necessarily define them and actually take away the power from them. And think about that. They play all these games where they're just some rugged badass out there doing all kinds of epic work, uh, literally writing their history. But when you try to take them outside to go camping or go hiking or even go for like a little walk, they can't even sprint down to the end of the street. They're like, you know, right. the sun, it like harms them. <laughs> and this is, this is who, this is, these are the meek that are taking over. These are the weak-minded people, the low-information voters, the people that have low willpower who are not going out there, who are experiencing this adversity and trying to change themselves. These are the people that want to stay inside all day, all night, and tell you how to run your life while you're out there getting it. You know, one of the, right. one of the, one, one of the powerful things that we left that meeting with the other night was the skill exchange, and I feel like that is something I'm going to try to start pushing to a lot more people don't don't hang around your buddies and talk about you know beer or bullcrap like that. Come around men that understand what's going on and say, hey, this is what I can bring to the table. Great, I can bring this to the table. We need to start having this conversation and stop letting these people push this culture onto us. Like that's the dangerous right. part is we're not we're not coming up with a counterculture that promotes that promotes uh, home values, the nuclear family, mom, dad. Uh, I, I had a uh, I had a um, I had Charles Kasson of Truth is Terrorism on uh, a few months ago, and one of the things that we had talked about is the family rights movement, the idea that you, you see the LGBTQ45678 uh, movement going on. You see all this stuff for the trans movement. You see all this stuff for the feminazi movement. Where's the family rights movement? Where's the movement that says, hey, I love my mom, I love my dad, I love my brothers? Where is that at? And that should show right, you absolutely. the mentality that we're up against. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the uh, that's the other part that they want to break down is the family. That's where we get so much of our protective passion from. You know, you have something to fight for when you have a family. You have skin in the game. Um, yes. You, you're 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 worried about your family's well-being. You, you love them. And uh, a lot of these elitists, they either don't have families or they've, uh, you know, they've decided to totally do away with that idea in their own lives. They resent it for uh, they resent us for it, and on top of that, they realize that the only way that they can gain that full control is to wipe out the family and make everyone feel alone. If you're if you're on a team and everyone's supportive and loving each other, it's really difficult to break that up. And uh, and the the Proud Boys, one of our tenets is is family. We we focus very much on the importance of family. And you know sometimes a guy can't make a meetup because he's doing this with his wife or his kids. We don't look down on that at all. Hey, sometimes you can't make it because you, that's what's important is family. 
And uh, the other thing is, is we, we venerate the housewife. We defend and we support and we love the housewives of America. They've, that's another demographic that's been, they've been browbeaten into thinking that, oh, well, you're not a career woman, so you're not worth anything. Oh, you stay at home and support your family. Oh, you're homeschooling your child. Um, well, then you're worthless, and we're going to make you feel badly about that. And so the Proud Boys are very supportive of the housewives in America and in Western culture in general because, really, the woman is the center of the household. Um, that role has really been marginalized and beaten down by it's just another brainwashing technique from the media and from um, – you know, from all these other sources, and what you have is a you end up uh, not having housewives anymore. You end up having women that are competing with men in the workplace constantly. And if you want to work, that's fine. Of course, you have a right to do that. But um, what we're saying is the ones who choose not to work, the ones who stay home, they should get the same respect as a woman who does work and who, you know, and Dave, uh, that's that's really uh, one of our core tenets is, is supporting women in that role, in that traditional role, because it's vitally important to society. And they've been taught that it's marginal and it's not something that's looked – it's not something that's uh, praised anymore. So they, they, women have largely stopped doing that. Um, but, in the, you know, in times past, that was just a vitally important role, and, and they've all but done away with it now. That's that's the craziest part about this is that we here in America we exalt women to where men want they they want to have a woman that they're proud of like the arm candy wife that that has her that has her stuff together that is trying to homeschool yeah that's a dream that's what that's what <laughs> that's what this yeah, is absolutely. about that's why that's what America was supposed to do we wanted to have that popular family we were told go forth multiply upon the earth. And that means that you want to have a super hot wife that you're willing to show off to the entire world, but also understands the values. And that's the beautiful part about it. Real quick, Brad, are you single? Uh, I'm actually seeing somebody right now, but uh, <laughs> I have been for a long time, but I'm finally seeing somebody. So, uh, Ladies, yeah. I'm sorry. He's taken. You know what else is taken? <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and how she doesn't want you to have kids. But are you surprised? Could you imagine somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about family values, trying to lift us up, trying to get us to where we need to be? Or is she just talking all kinds of craziness? I don't know. We'll talk with Brad about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to On the Wake Up Radio. And now an announcement by Yurima Karama. Enjoy. Peace, love, and light, family. Yes, I am Yurima Karama. I'm the founder of the Unity Walk, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And our objective is to go across the nation, uplifting and uniting melanated communities across the nation, as well as overseas. And we have a festive event coming up. It's April 6th in Newark, New Jersey. The address is 271 South 9th Street in Newark, New Jersey. This is a fundraiser event. So you can go on Eventbrite. That's www com forwards 
Com forward slash e forward slash the Unity Walk fundraiser to get your early bird tickets now. Let me tell you, we have speakers, Dr. Leonard Jeffries. We have his wife, Dr. Rosalind Jeffries. We have speaker, Dr. Aaron D. Johnson. I myself, Yurima Karama, will be there as well as a few others to speak and talk to you about uplifting our community and actually coming with solutions, receipts. So if you can make this festive event, please do. If you would like to give a love donation. That's always welcomed also. We, again, are a nonprofit, and our objective is to get around this country and unite our communities with actual solutions, but we can't do that on air. It actually takes finance to uplift the nation, so I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to seeing you, and thank you so much. Support this great event. Peace. I don't know what that was. It could be a jet car, could be a rocket, or it could just be me and Brad coming in on this episode. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this edition of Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by the good folks over there at On the Wake Up Radio. And I am joined by our elaborate guest, our 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 light in the dark of the night, Brad <laughs> Burris. How are you, my man? I'm doing good, man. This has uh, been really fun to sit in here, you know, bouncing back and forth, riffing off each other, solving the world's problems one segment at a time, you know. So I'm glad to be here. During the break, we were talking about uh, the social credit score system, and <laughs> Ra was telling me that I committed a great dishonor to to God Emperor Xi Jinping. I said, you can't even commit sabuko, which is ceremonial suicide, without having your social credit score uh, uh, lowered. And Ross said, you know what, EJ? Your social credit score went down. That's Japanese. I have to give my, uh, my, my immediate praises to God Emperor Xi Jinping for bringing dishonor to China. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how it is now, too. you you got to be careful. You, you're not allowed to say the things that you want to say, even if they're really funny. You might not want to say it. You know, we have uh, we, we've got our social media up and th- that's basically setting the groundwork for a Chinese style social credit score system. And that's all there, you know, on Facebook. I, I caught a 30 day ban on Facebook. I'm uh, I'm highly targeted as the New Mexico uh, Proud Boy chapter president. As you can imagine, Facebook is not a big fan of me. I posted a picture of the Proud Boys with the Proud Boy logo. We gave uh, almost 200 pounds of uh, food to a local homeless shelter on Thanksgiving, predominantly to uh, people of color. And we were accused of white supremacy and my Facebook was banned for uh, 30 days. I have the screenshots and wow. it's just outrageous. So I'm going to keep the screenshot forever because it was such an awakening moment for me that, wow, this is really where we're at. I'm not allowed to feed the homeless people on Facebook without catching a 30 day ban. Doing something positive for my community was struck down as a, uh, as a, a, a blasphemous act to the Facebook gods. So that's what say something, you know, that's we say something, you know, that's I'm blown away. These are the technocrats. I'm still blown away by it. Well, yes. This these is are it. the, techn- this these is are the it. technocrats behind the cultural Marxism. And I'm, and I'm glad you're bringing this up because this is, 
this is a good way for us to pivot into things like the sustainable development, uh, the Green New Deal, and people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. These are the only people that are allowed to virtue signal. These are the only people that are allowed to do good. If you're if you're doing good, inspiring others, well, that's that's bad. The system wants to inspire people. You're 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 not allowed to affect people in a positive light, bringing joy and happiness to people, Brad. No. No, absolutely. Only only God Facebook forbid. is through their news feed. God forbid you want to do something out of your way to try to help somebody and then tell the other tell the rest of the world, hey, you should do this too. Nope. Facebook didn't come up with the idea, therefore you're banned. That's crazy. Yeah, it absolutely is crazy. And, uh, you know, these these companies are pushing really hard, and you get into the property rights issue of, yeah, maybe they are a, a private entity and they can ban whoever they want. But are they really a private entity? If you're receiving that much nope. corporate welfare, if, you're, if the NSA is diving that deep every day into your communication system and using you as a spying hub, are you really a private company? Um, if you're Google who pays $0 in taxes because they're so heavily subsidized and uh, they manipulate their data, are they just doing what a private company would do or is there more to this? So I'm, I'm really wondering what the future holds for these companies because I think the government is going to designate them as utilities like they did with the telephones and the railways of this country. I think you're going to see a a 2019 version of that where these companies get designated as utilities or as publishing companies and then all of a sudden the free speech rules are going to have to apply to them uh, I don't really know the nuances of how that can happen or whether that's done through an executive order or what kind of a bill would be introduced but um, I don't see these companies lasting this much longer because uh, their stocks are going down by kicking off a large number of their customers you know, I've I've given hundreds of dollars to Facebook and advertising money to advertise my art, and uh, they don't want it anymore. In fact, they unpublished my art page. No, no political. Uh, wow. No political information on my art page at all. Just strictly uh, paintings and demonstrations, and uh, it's it's been it's been crazy to uh, be targeted like that. Why why would I get wiped off for that? I mean, why would you unpublish my art page? And I, I largely use social media to make money that way. And so it's be, I think a lot of people do. A lot of people r rely on those social media clicks for their business. And if your business is getting kicked off, man, you, we're kind of moving into a mark, into, you know, mark of the beast territory like you alluded to earlier. You're not allowed to buy or sell. Um, the chairman of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tario, uh, he was accused of being a white supremacist on Facebook which is funny because he's Afro-Cuban. Um, he's pretty funny. With a name like Enrique, uh, I'm wondering how he could be a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, in clown world, that's what they <laughs> that's what they definitely <laughs> So, uh, And so what happened to him is uh, Chase Bank stripped him of his bank account. He's not allowed to have a bank account now because Facebook said so. And uh, so he's he, he got into it with, uh, with Chase, and the same thing happened to Martina Marcota, who's a... Uh, She's a, a, a right-wing Instagram model. I'm sure a lot of people have uh, have heard her before. But she got her bank account stripped, too. It's like, here we go. You're not allowed to buy or sell unless you're part of the system, unless you've kept your mouth shut and, and you were a good little uh, you were a good little cuck. Well, you know, we're not going to be able to deal with you. So um, Let me ask I mean, you I mean, a question real quick. You know, 
since, since sure, we're talking sure. about Facebook being like a public utility and uh, essentially eventually becoming state-run, what are your thoughts about Google moving in China? I feel like this is a perfect this this is a oh. perfect example of how something can be made in America. The idea can be made in America, but if it's being practiced in another country, it doesn't uh, it, it 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 doesn't shift well. It doesn't uh, adjust accordingly. Like the idea. DARPA is behind a lot of different things. Like our government is behind a lot of different things. You can look into the LifeLog project, the project, and see the the correlation between Facebook and LifeLog. That's a whole other show in, in itself entirely. But this idea that we were supposed to have, you know, free speech, First Amendment, uh, free exchange of ideas, the free marketplace of ideas, things like this, that that's here. They don't want to hear dissenting opinions in places like China. And whenever you have people like Google moving to China. They eventually have to become state run. That's that's where all this eventually goes, so they can get the tax benefits of uh, of, of 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 being state run. What are your thoughts about Google moving to China? Oh, that's you know I'm not surprised that Google would move to China because they they have they have shown their true colors in the last few years that they are full blown cultural Marxists. You're not allowed to say the word family in the in the Google workplace because it might offend someone who. You know, doesn't have wow. a family or whatever. You're 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 not allowed to say those words. Um, there's there's been employees that have leaked documents out of Google's uh, Google's headquarters, where they're talking about, you know, oh we're we're not allowed at all to say certain words. Um, if someone comes in and says, well, I identify as an ornate train station, well then you better call that person an ornate train station every day, or they're <laughs> You're going to uh, be, be fired from Google, and that's how far they've gone. So their move to China doesn't really surprise me because they are full-blown culture, cultural Marxists, so China is appropriate for them. But I, I think a lot of what you're talking about is uh, – I think it's Operation Dragonfly, something like that, which is Google's – Yes, uh, their uh, censored search uh, engine. Right, yeah. They, they develop specifically for China so that the Chinese people get bombarded with total propaganda and no free thought whatsoever. And Google developed that, and it's like an American company who's supposed to have the values of free speech and a company who's supposed to have the values of a free market, they're headed to China. As far as I'm concerned, I would say good riddance, and I would start slowly cutting them off from American commerce. But the problem is they're one of these companies that is too big to fail. They're huge. Google is massive. You know, um, They're a household name now, and they're slowly turning into Skynet from Terminator 2. You watch yes. it over the last couple of years, and uh, it's outrageous what they're doing. And and Google is uh, Google is a I'll go as far as to say they're an outright evil company. They're total evil, and what they do is destructive. What they used to do was constructive when they were just a straight, flat-out search engine, a simple search engine that was revolutionary for the information superhighway. You could type in anything and get information about it, and uh, and now it's. Uh, you type something in, like if you, the other day I looked up Ann Coulter. I went through probably six pages of negative propaganda about Ann Coulter before I got to Ann Coulter's actual personal page. I was really blown away with the, the their, they layer things so that you can't find them anymore. Uh, you, you look up someone else, if you were to look up uh, an MSNBC pundit, for instance, something like that, you're going to get up-to-date information immediately. But if you type in someone who's on the other side of the political spectrum, you're going to have to go through six layers of propaganda until you reach uh, the person actually saying what they said themselves. So 
what Google has done, I'm, I'm not surprised that they're moving to China. I, as far as I'm concerned, let them stay there and they, they can, uh, I don't know. I, I think, uh, the United States government's going to have to take security threat, security threat. If you're going to become a Chinese company and uphold China's values, um, it's what you're like Huawei, you know, it's another, uh, situation like that we don't want that technology here because it's a threat to our national security the chinese government does not need all of american google's information that they collect on users that can now be part of china's um database and so we don't need american citizens being databased by china and that's what google will do with uh their relationship with china it's something people should think about too i remember reporting on it a few months ago uh the Chinese were literally hiring people out of like LinkedIn to use them to like help co- like smuggle information. Like they were going on LinkedIn, talking to people, wiring them money so that they could have this fake job, and then they would use that funnel for people to smuggle information across. Like what's going on with with China, with Google, and all that is a huge, huge security risk. I mean, I, I was talking about this just the other night, you know, and there are some checks imbalances in play but for the most part people taking social media their cell phones and things like this on the like military bases yeah they have checkpoints where you have to leave your phone there and they'll give you a phone from the base that's just that's that's just the software or that's the hardware think about the apps think about the patterns think about like all the other stuff on the back end that these people have access to like whatever Whenever I was doing system administration, uh, network security, part of my job was to check and see whether or not the Russians and the Chinese were trying to hack us and, like, at what times they were, notify people, and then, you know, get basically stop the hack from happening, you know, document it and put it away. This is, this is, this is only seven years ago, and I'm seeing some of the security risks with that while working at, like, Dell or something. You see, you talk about these iPhones right. today, the metadata that people emit every single second – you know, uh, not even talking about uh, how people are able to ping phones, uh, Stingray techno- Stingray technology, and all this other stuff that they have. What's going on with China and the harvesting of our information and the manipulation thereof? It's a huge risk, and a lot of people don't want to think about it. That's the true. That's that true ethno state, right? China is a growing and increasingly absolutely growing problem that we really need to address. Like, yeah, Russia's Russia's a thing. But China's getting all the money, all the technology. They're, they're, they have the troops. They have the numbers. That's something we seriously need to pay attention to. Right. And uh, China also owns Hollywood now. That's another uh, huge aspect yep. of what's going on. If you, you know, if you notice movies in the last couple of years, guess who the savior always is? Oh, it's China. If you watch uh, that movie, The Martian, which is, I mean, it's a pretty good movie. I read the book even, too. But, you know... Who comes to save the day at the end? No, the Americans screwed up. The dumb Americans blew it. And guess who comes in to save the day? Well, it's the Chinese. And, of course, they have way better technology. And they, But what they don't tell you is that China largely has stolen so much of this technology. This has been a huge yep. scandal. And, and, and what blows me away the most, the fact that we have Chinese-made military goods and Chinese-made uh, replacement parts in our helicopters – and Chinese-made computer chips in our iPhones, I mean, we're really going down a dangerous path path with this stuff. And uh, it it also has to do with the fetishism of technology, right, where 
you just want to accelerate. You want faster and faster technology and bigger and better technology. And nothing is, there's always something new and something, uh, something different to latch onto, you know, and it's like this thing with the 5g situation. They want to put 5g towers up everywhere so that our cell phones are even faster. Like, well, I don't really need my phone to be any faster than it is. I, I get plenty of information on it very quickly. Um, sometimes faster than I would prefer, to be honest with you. But they want to set up 5G technology all around us, and really, that's going to microwave the population. That's another uh, another. Form oh yeah. Of, they 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 want to destroy our DNA with 5G microwaves, and you know, if if one of those things goes up around here, man, I, I'll tell you, I don't know how long it's going to last because that it really is a, a threat to um, just normal everyday people 5g technology is not something we should go with there's no reason to have 5g technology other than the coastal elites and the elites of the world would like to microwave us uh, ideally speaking of china because that's who's really pushing the 5g technology so um this you know the, the i go ahead i recently had on uh, justin harvey of we are change orlando uh on, uh, on the main transmission on Factions of Freedom. And he was in Orlando talking to the city council, making them aware of the dangers of 5G. And this is, this is why people need to be informed and why we also need to start acting in the third dimension and start making moves. Justin, uh, he, he appeared before city council uh, a few months back, talked to them. They looked into it. He's now going to city council meetings to try to figure out where they're putting these 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 5G towers, he's, he's he's not able to stop them, but he is able to put them in unpopulated centers. Everything everything Brad's talking about is true. People need to really look into the dangers of 5G and why you know we we, we need to start coming up with solutions. Uh, I was talking, I, I forget with whom, but the idea of that being the solution, we're aware of the problem. That that allows uh, people who are entrepreneurs, people that are business minded, to come up with things like. Uh, LED clothes or, or, or lead lead based clothes, uh, stuff that that reflects EMF, uh, stuff that, that that doesn't allow Wi-Fi to, to to enter into you. There's all kinds of different solutions and things that that are out there, but we need to start configuring our mind in in, in how we're actually going to combat it because they're going to roll these things out, uh, and they they already have the plan. But if we have this information, we have the knowledge. We need to start figuring out how to get the know-how out there so other people can start implementing these solutions. Uh, and 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 look at China, okay? Uh, just just to just to touch on that real quick, look at all of the different things Brad said. How many different things are made here in America? And on top of that, you have people here within the country who could care less about America, who don't want to buy American, who don't even want to shop local. Give all your money to Amazon. Think about that. And then they wonder, well, where, why is our country going down the crapper? Because people aren't consciously spending with their, do- with their dollars. They're not voting with their dollars, voting with their lifestyle. They're not trying to create this, this, this pro-American, renaissance-based future that's pro-human, that's, that's, that's oriented with this. Uh, you, you talked about how it's, it's people getting comfortable with the technology, right? They just want the latest thing. They just want the newest thing, not really looking at the dangers of it. Uh, and, and, and usually it's not usually it's not the best thing for people but what i'm trying to get at is just this this mindless consumer culture to where people are not conscious about what they're consuming and how it ultimately ultimately leads towards uh a automated lifestyle to where you're just going through the motions waiting to be updated instead of updating yourself thinking for yourself and trying to figure out where you would want to take yourself 
And that's a, that's a dangerous notion because now we have all these other aspects in society that are engineering us uh, and conditioning us to act a certain way. We're literally being bred not to ask questions. We're being taught to accept everything, don't question anything, and look at, look at what this is doing to us. We're devolving. We're regressing. Right. Absolutely. And that's a whole other aspect of, of technology is, oh, if you can get the warrior class to sit down and play video games all day, we're not going to actually send men to war anymore or expect them to be warriors, but we'll give them a video game that simulates that. Uh, meanwhile, your physical body is sitting there deteriorating from lack of activity and from a sedentary uh, lifestyle. So, you know, that's that adds to the aspect as well. It's, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a person who likes video games, but I consciously, I consciously think to myself, you know, man, I can't spend too many hours on this. If I have some time to kill or whatever, I'll play them. But, you know, I, I'm very consciously aware of the fact that that's not a real world, uh, so don't exist in that. So don't exist in that. So, you know, you got to keep those kinds of things in mind. It doesn't mean you can't live a life of no fun, but you have to consciously be aware that you can get caught up in things that are totally meaningless when you should be out cultivating personal relationships. Go get some sunshine, you know, go do some push-ups, go meet a girl, you know, and that's a, a big part of the Proud Boys too is we try to get people off the couch. We're trying to get men off the couch again. Put the video game controller down. Pick up these boxing gloves or pick up a football or uh, pick up a wrench, uh, anything, just uh, just engage the world around you. And it's not all about being a big, tough, scary brute. You know, I was talking to uh, uh, I was talking to one of the brothers last night about um, it's not all about brutish, tough guy culture. We need to bring intellect back. We need to bring art and architecture back, and we yes. need uh, we need us we need a second renaissance. That's really what we need. And uh, and to me, that starts with men fraternizing again. We've been shamed out of fraternizing with each other. We've been told that, oh, that's weird. Yo, you guys get together like every two weeks. What are you, some kind of a cult? That's so weird. Uh, men have historically gotten together um, in these groups forever. You have the Shriners, the Knights of Columbus, the Masons, the, the Elks Lodge. I mean, there's a million different uh, fraternal organizations, but we've been shamed by the feminist culture that, that's weird or that's strange and you know there the, there's people on the left they they accuse us of being homosexual because we hang out with each other and it's like well isn't in your culture isn't homosexuality not looked down upon but that'll be their first insult to me is is how gay i am right so they they don't really uh it, it's a new thing you know and people it got shut down for a long time, but it's making a big cub this brotherhood. And I, I love this brotherhood. And I, I love the skill exchange idea we had the other night. I mean, that is so, that was so profound. You see, you, yes. Every, everybody well, that... brings something to the table. Everyone has a skill to offer. You know, the other, the other day I showed these guys, uh, we, we set up a heavy bag and I showed them how to do some combinations and how to stand correctly and how to protect your face and how to tuck your shoulders in and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's, it's valuable things. And, uh, one guy can teach us, um, you know, how to use a firearm. The other guy can teach us how to build a fire without a lighter, you know, or matches, anything. And there's those are valuable ideas, and they're, they're things that are good to have in the back of your head. So it's like brotherhood is important. And um, uh, and really, like I said, we you feel spiritually cleansed after you hang out with all these guys because 
you can unapologetically be yourself. And that's what that's we're proud. We're unapologetic. We hang out with each other and, uh, you know, we, we poke fun at each other. We, we laugh and make fun at each other like the, like the way men are supposed to do. You can't do that in an office environment anymore. You know, nope. you, uh, you, you can't joke about penis size in the office. But you can do it at a Proud Boys meetup or wherever. I mean, Four inches you know, is the average. That's right. <laughs> that's right. A perfectly average four inches. Okay. But no. Um, I don't have I mean, four inches for for the record. Just for the I'm record. Above average. <laughs> yeah, for the record, I'm above average. I learned this last night. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. I mean, it's but it's, hilarious. But it's true. But, this is true. Men, men, like it is, it is a biological, instinctual thing to want to build and want to protect. You cannot do that if you do not know what you're protecting yourself from. These feminazis, they don't want to have fun. They, they're, they're like the moms, you know. They see you out here kicking tail, you know, going to karate class, you know, going to football, doing all this type of stuff, and they just say, instead of being proud of you, they're just like, oh, well, I, I wish you wouldn't play so hard or. I wish you wouldn't do so much or, or protect yourself. You know, it, it, we, that's the nanny state. Okay. That's not, right. that's, that's synthetic. It's simulated. That's not natural. Okay. And yes, worrying and having motherly energies. I'm not sure I'm not a female, but I understand that comes with it. But, but protecting and isolating your child uh, from the harshness of reality, that's, that's, that does more danger than most people think. And whenever these people are playing nothing but Xbox uh, spending time watching nothing but football, living in this simulated combat world to where they're not actually testing themselves, they're they're becoming uh, this kind of disassociative person. You know, they're living in this bubble world. They're not actually out here in the real world. And whenever you're having these kinds of fellowships, meeting with these kinds of brotherhoods, having these kinds of discussions, that's the real world. You're meeting with other people who have their own sets of uh, success, their own sets of failures, their own sets of problems, their own sets of joys. And that shows you, hey, you're not alone. You have things that you can work on. This guy's going to work with you on that. And that's a powerful thing. But people don't want to admit that they have problems so that they can try to get better. And that creates that, that disassociation that we keep touching on. It is natural for us to do all this type of stuff. Like, I got, I got super giddy, you know, about the idea of learning carpentry, you know, uh, chucking axes, chucking knives, learning weapons training. Uh, going camping, hunting, fishing, doing all kinds of man shit because that's what we should be doing. But in this world where we live our lives through our phones, we've 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 been disconnected from been disconnected from what is natural, what is right, what is what is what is our divine purpose. You know that's why it is a man and a woman. We are here to be the stewards of Earth, and they're literally using propaganda and social engineering to have us shut off our natural biological functions. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And that's what they're trying to do. And uh, that's what we got to get back to. Men need to start doing man shit again. You know, put the video game controller down, put the television remote down for a few minutes, get up, you know, get out there. And you'll be, you'd be surprised uh, the positive effect a fraternal organization like the Proud Boys has on, uh, on young men. A lot of us, it, myself included, I, you know, I was really lost in a lot of aspects of my life and getting together with guys that will tell you the truth, not only their opinion, but they'll tell you the truth of what they think about you and how you can improve your life. You know, you, we, we bring each other problems all the time. You know, that's one of the things that we do often is, hey, man, I'm going through this weird thing. 
or I'm in this certain situation, I really don't know what to do about it. And you have an outside perspective from one of your brothers who genuinely cares about you and wants you to do good and wants you to continue reaching for that archetype of manhood that we all want to reach, you know? Um, and you, you, it has a profound effect on each other. We've really pulled each other out of the muck in a lot of situations and we've really changed each other's lives for the better. And it continues to grow. You know, people show up to the meetups and they're like, my, my God, this is, this is what people are so afraid of. This has been a wonderful experience. These people, these guys really are in tune with what's happening and they really want each other to do well. It's like, yeah, it's called a fraternity. And, uh, you know, men coming together like that, we've been shamed out of it. We've been, we, you know, and it's, it's nice to get away from the wives and the girlfriends and the kids for a day or, you know, or two and go camping and, and get everything together. And you go back to your family and you're a better man for your family because of it. So, yep. um, you know, that's, I would on like a, be. like a 20, I went on like a 20 minute rant because we were talking about vaccines. I just got like heated and I forget who I was going off in front of. But it was like his first time at, at like a meeting. And I was like over here literally not sweating, but I'm, you know, I pulled up the video about how these people are in Arizona, how the cops were kidnapping kids because they were unvaccinated. You know, I was pulling up right, the stuff yeah. that's going, into, going on in New York. I'm over here getting heated and passionate, not necessarily about the idea of vaccines, but what's happening to our kids What's happening to our future? What's happening to like the generations? And and we're not allowed to talk about this. I'm not allowed to get up like get upset and emotional about this because I have like this this deep uh, passion for humanity. But people who don't have these kinds of uh, these kinds of these types of brotherhood, these types of fellowships, these type of fraternal orders that that need to understand this type of stuff, it's you're you're reacting to something natural. This this it's not a it's not an act. It's not fake. This is truly genuine. Yeah. And you're you're living in that state of authenticity instead of putting on the politically correct mask that you have to put on every single day and killing yourself at night. That's not what this is. What this is is liberating yourself saying, hey, look, there are problems going on. These guys get it. There's people around me that get it. They might not have all the answers. I might not have all the answers. But I tell you what, we're going to start figuring out some answers and we're all going to start lifting each other up because that's what it's about. That's natural human behavior to want to lift up your fellow man and say, hey, look. Let, I ha, I got you. I got your six. Wherever right. you're trying to go, I got your six because I know you got a right head on. But people don't understand this. And we were we were saying this uh, we were saying this during the break with what you see happening with these feminazis, these these authoritarians, these delusional uh, tyrants. I don't even want to I, I don't want to say on the left because I know some people that are left leaning and liberal that have that are that are that are decent hearted people. These are extremists. These are accelerationists. Right. These are authoritarians. Right. These people don't understand that we need that at this point. Rebellion is a must because tyranny is 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 it's over. It's rampant, and that's why you have people like the Proud Boys that are coming together, saying, "Look, there are a number of things under attack which are the core foundation of any civilization." And you have a runaway media and a corrupt government advocating for the destruction and the dehumanization of all of us. It's not about whether or not right. you're black, whether or not you're white whether or not any of this type of stuff, they are coming for us. So we need to go to them. That's exactly it. We, we got to stop apologizing and we got to start charging forward. We got to start making our own advances and our own um, offensive moves against the, the, you know, the people that are concerting this crazy feminization of our culture. And, um, 
a lot of that's what the Proud Boys, that's what they are. We have, we have veterans in our group. We've had law enforcement in our group. We've had medical personnel. I mean, uh, carpenters, artists, uh, musicians, all types of, all types of men. Um, but the core tenet of masculinity remains that uh, you're defensive and protective of the things that you love and you're protective of your country and you're protective of your family. And a lot of men have been emasculated to the point where that uh, fraternal instinct is not there. And a huge, a huge part of the proud boys is reigniting that in these young men. You know, we got, there's, there's, plenty of real tough dudes and real men in our group but we also accept guys who are struggling and guys who maybe not be so masculine maybe they're not um, maybe they're not happy with their state that they're in and they're they're tired of their lives you know and then they join the proud boys and uh you know something reignites in them something happens i've watched it happen multiple times now these guys just get their lives together you know, after working with them for a couple of months or whatever, all of a sudden they wake up one morning and they're like, my life is significantly better because I'm surrounded by masculine energy and I'm told that it's okay to have masculine energy myself. And uh, they really do turn in, into uh, into better people and, and better men. And that's, we, we got to bring that back. We got to have that. That's the best way to fight back against all of this is to just have the warrior class, you know? And let me tell you, this is this is something else I've kind of noticed. You know, we're talking about all this masculine energy. I think it's important for the men that aren't listening. Bro, chicks love this stuff, okay? And I'm I'm just telling you because you're telling them things that they inherently know, but they themselves are having to smother. If we get out there, you start talking to people, start talking to chicks, start telling them the truth. Don't scare them with the truth. Start educating them, informing them. Hey, have you looked at this? Hey, have you ever wondered this type of thing? Not only do you form great bonds with random people, but you begin to plant seeds in a, in a fellow human being of the opposite sex who might eventually want to have sex with you. And that could be pretty fun because you're beginning to discover yourself and also liberating some along the process. But that's what this is, is having these types of orders and these types of uh, brotherhoods where you come together and you say, hey, this is where I'm trying to get where I am. This is where I'm trying to get to. This is the response you're going to get. You're going to get people that want to support you and put you in that position. And that's what it is. It's, it truly is men and women against whatever this authoritarian, technocratic, satanic evil is. Like this, the New World Order right. is it's on fire right now, and I think everybody can see it. Think about, think right. about, and, and um, just for the future. I just, I'll say this, and I'll pass it to you. Think about where you are now. How would you feel if somebody took the time to go out of their way to present this information and to have a fully in-depth conversation with you? That's where we need to be because we are so active engaged in this we need to go help other people light that spark in them as well right absolutely and um that's a that's another thing too is uh you know guys women love the proud boy thing the uh the feminists will tell you that oh we're weird or we have you know weird ideas excuse me i've got weird ideas or we uh one of our one of our things is that once you become a second degree uh, you swear off pornography and masturbation and you channel that energy into cultivating an actual relationship with an actual person. So, you know, you, you no more simulations. That's, <laughs> that's a good way to, uh, to describe the proud boys too. We're, we're, no more simulations. Pornography is not real sex. 
Masturbation is not real sex. Meeting a person that you actually care about and cultivating a relationship with them and then having sex with them consensually without <laughs> any yep. weird, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sad that we're at the point where we have to, you know, we got to do that, but that's where we're at right now. We've been broken down, you know, and, and porn culture is so destructive to men and women and uh, we just won't have it. That's the proud boys. Part of being a man is not acting that way. And, and, you know, you go find you go find the real world and you find real women in the real world. Then that's the point of that. Feminists will tell you, oh, that's so weird that they do that. And they, they they tell each other whether or not they can masturbate. And that's so it's like, no, we're just doing the healthy thing. It's funny that someone would make fun of you for not masturbating. Right. It's like, why? Why is that a, a bad thing? You know, um, but that's where we're well, you're at, expending you know? your up, up is down and down energy. Is up, right. It, Absolutely. You, you save that, you harness that energy. Um, and trust me, your wife or your girlfriend will be so grateful that you do that. <laughs> you know? Yes, they will. <laughs> trust me on yes, that. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, they will. I think, yes, they will. Oh man, Brad, I love you, brother. This is uh this is, I love this, you, man. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, Guys, been great. You're, he's right. He's right. The, your, your lady's going to love it. Cause that's the crazier part. Not only will your testosterone go up, but your cool, your your cool with your testosterone is going to go up. Like there's just you get into a stride. That's all I'm saying. You get into a stride. There's a certain confidence that 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 stepping into who you're trying to become brings with. And when you're not over here basically shooting your load on things that aren't important, you 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 begin to understand not only your purpose and why you, why we're doing these types of things, why you're becoming. You, uh, who you are, why you're growing through what you're growing through instead of letting it just happen to you. So I don't, we, we have about, uh, we got a few minutes left. Did you want to try to wrap up, you know, how evil someone like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying something like that? Did you want to try to wrap that up or did you want to close it out on yeah. another note? I could go either way, my man. Sure. We could, we could talk about that because, uh, you know, I covered that on my own podcast the other night. What Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is proposing is you know she's claiming that she's wanting to protect us from the apocalypse but really the green new deal is the ushering in of the apocalypse and history shows that this is not the first time someone's come up with this idea you know to uh have a uh, seize the means of production you know it's, it's all marxism and uh you know I've, I've heard you bring up the hegelian dialectic on your show before and you know that's that's a position i really would like to educate people on because it's the problem reaction solution and uh, Marxism, yes. uh, which I, I studied, I studied pretty, pretty closely in Marxism. I got an A plus in my critical theory class, which is basically how to be a communist. <laughs> I, I got an A plus in that class in college and I, I wanted to study the enemy. I really learned so much and really cultural Marxism. Um, it's based off the Hegelian dialectic. It's based off of Hegel's, theory that things are heading in some general direction and if you introduce a problem you can uh, also introduce a reaction and a solution you can push and pull society um, on a global scale in whatever direction if you have the power to do it and really that's what that's the angle that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is coming from is a total seizing of production the end of combustion engines um and I don't think she realizes, you know, things like solar panels take plastic to make and plastic requires petroleum to make. 
And I don't think she thinks that deeply about these things. You know, um, you, you don't just you're, you're going to have a solar panel factory that is petroleum based. And I don't I don't know if she considers these things or if she thinks this deeply or if she's just some kind of a plant to push people even further left than they already are. You know, you're going to make the the insane toxic left go even crazier. Um, so, you know, it, it's been crazy to watch her talk about these things. And, and like I said, if the combustion engine goes, uh, farmers aren't going to be able to use, um, they're not going to be able to feed their crops anymore. And that means nobody's going to be fed. It happened in Maoist China. They told the farmers, hey, you need to produce more crops. The farmers who have been doing it for generations said, know that if we plant them closer together, it'll create bumper crops, which have no nutritional value whatsoever or market value, and everyone's going to starve. But of course, the Maoists pointed the gun anyway and said, do it, farmers. And shortly after, 60 million people starved to death, boiling tree bark off of trees to feed their family because um, the proletariat finally got into power, apparently. So that's what she's pushing, and you need to recognize, we have to recognize where this crazy feminist, cultural, Islamo-Marxist, fascist hybrid is coming from. I know that's a lot of labels, but that's really what yeah. they think. It's a concoction of all the things that are bad for America, and it's coming down the pipeline. You know, I, I tell people this all the time, you know, uh, Obama's Obama's presidency was was meant to bring America down to third world status to status, and then Donald Trump was supposed to come in and try to at least bring us up to something, only for them to purposefully crash it underneath uh, underneath his presidency, just so they could say, "You see what capitalism did? You see what capitalism did? That's why it's bad. We need this global communism. We need this global socialism, and that and, and that's what you see them pushing today. You see them chastising everything that is capitalist." everything that's America, everything that's masculine, everything that's individual, anything that has to deal with this rugged individualism. And that's why, like I said, at this point, rebellion is a must. You have to. And, uh, you know, all the stuff with the vaccines, you know, they're going to start uh, sticking people with needles at gunpoint in this country. Are you serious? That's going to happen now. That's a thing, I guess. Um, it, it really blows your mind because your body is really the last frontier. Your body is the final frontier. It's on your property temple. Rights. Exactly. It's the final frontier on property rights. And if we're going to have an America where people can stick you with a needle and call it and say it's for the greater good, and you have no idea what's in that syringe, um, that's, we, we might already be lost. I don't even, if people start accepting that, I don't even know what to say about that at that point. I mean, how far down the rabbit hole have we gone where this is just okay now? You know, you and I talked about this last night. Um, it's you're not just you're not just getting the inoculation. There's so many other things happening in that vaccine scenario, and I'm sure you've covered it pretty extensively on your show. But uh, that's the final frontier is is your own body, and if it's to the point where um, people are doing whatever they want with your body, well, then maybe America really is already lost. So I don't know. And that's why we have to fight for every single bit of freedom we have. Like I, like we've been alluding to throughout the entirety of this broadcast. Guys, communism and socialism, fascism, it's a, it's a generation away. This is why I tell you guys all the time, you have to stay vigilant. But Brad, my man, thank you for, so, for coming on. This has been a powerful, powerful episode. 
Oh, absolutely. It was my pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for the opportunity and giving me so much time. I really didn't expect all this time on your show. So I, I truly appreciate giving me this platform and all this airtime to, to say what I needed to say. So thank you, man. I know how it is. There's, there's never enough time. Uh, but before you go, where can people find more of your work? Um, you can find my podcast at cto.media. And we, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on an RSS feed. Um, and uh, if you're interested in looking at my art, you can find me at bradleyburris.com. I'll have more uh, content there very soon. That website's almost finished, so you can find me there as well. And what would be your closing, your final words to the audience? What do you want to let the people know? My final words to the audience is that Western culture has produced the highest standard of living on Earth. It's worth saving. It's worth defending. Your family is worth loving. Your family is worth defending. It's time to stand up for America and do the right thing. And thank you so much for giving me so much time, man. Uh, thank you. This has definitely been a pleasure and an honor. And this is why we want to have Brad on. Brad, like I said, my man, thank you for coming on. I'll definitely have to have you back on sometime here soon. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Anytime you want. I want to have you on my podcast as well. So let's get you let's get you going too. And that's what it's about. Cross pollination, man. Like this is this is the times we live in such beautiful times. We've talked about the American the American Renaissance, the modern day renaissance, the second day renaissance. You know, you you hear us talking about skill exchanges, uh working together, creating these brotherships and these fellowships. We truly do live in beautiful times, and I think it's important that we, we, we highlight these things, we come together, and when we do, think about the amount of beauty that we can produce, think about the amount of excellency that we can produce, the wealth that we could just live in, that authenticity that we could just have. All it takes is our commitment. All it takes is for us to stay vigilant. All it takes is for us to have a focus, have a goal, have something to work towards. Like Brad said, put the controller down, stop simulating life, and live life. Once you get to this point, you know, the sky's the limit. You're, like I said, whenever Justin Harvey was on, of We Are Change Orlando, you know, it becomes so liberating once you get to this side of it because, yeah, you see these problems, but your mind also starts working on solutions, also starts coming up with all kinds of different patterns, answers, and, 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 and things to do. You, don't, you no longer feel helpless. You no longer feel confused or in this state of uh, 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 indifference. You commit. You become aware. You step into yourself, and then you, then you want to start to help other people. That's what I was telling you guys about before uh, with sharing this information, not only with a beautiful female, but with people around you, you see. And that's why I wanted to have Brad on, not only to talk about this brotherhood, the Proud Boys, America, freedom, and so much more, but that's why we had him on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a powerful episode. I will be sure to put all of Brad's information in the description bar below. Uh, definitely go subscribe to his podcast. Expect to see a lot more collaborations uh, in the future, not only audio-wise, but, you know, with your eyes, because you're going to see them. There's going to be a lot of different things that we're doing to try to provide you guys with excellent content, relevant information, uh, and, and hopefully the tools to make better decisions in your life. Don't become one of these, these low-information people who just kind of accept what they're told. Our whole purpose here is to inform you, liberate you, give you what you need so that you can live the life that you'd like to have. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. 
And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, and Brad Burris of Crush the Opposition, out. Salutations, my friends. Have you heard of Shilajit? Well, to be quite honest, neither had I. But then I started doing some research and I found out that it was part of the Hindu Ayurvedic system of medicine. And for hundreds of years since its discovery, it's had the potential to help people live a healthy and balanced life. Here, let me read off some of the benefits for you guys. It increases your energy, boosts your libido, balances your mood, supports healthy aging, decalcifies your pineal gland, and we all understand how important that is, supports healthy brain health. Uh, it also helps regulate your hormones. There are so many benefits to taking this that I cannot put them in this single video. You can mix it in with tea. Uh, I like to mix it in with my pre-workout in the morning and be careful, it's gonna give you that boost. It's going to give you that energetic boost you need to get through your day. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, Imperial Media Collective. Cindy, ask me, duck, 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 ask me,